Hello and welcome to the Washed Up and Never Was podcast. I'm your host, Big Ant, with my co-host, JC, and we're coming to you live from the 10th Road Studios. JC, what's going on, handsome? Big Ant, how you been? I missed you. It's been a while. Oh yeah, it's definitely been a while. You were down in uh, South Florida enjoying the hot, sunny weather. Actually, we were having good weather up here too, but you were on vacation and uh, I missed you, but now we're back together. Alright, we are indeed, and there's a lot going on in the sports world. Uh, I think so far the biggest has been the changes to the MLB season, which is right around the corner. And you saw that they made intentional walking, uh, no more four pitches, taking away the all the excitement of four pitches. Yeah, I can't believe that. It's fucking great pastime, you know. If you want to walk the guy, make the pitcher throw the four balls. I've seen it in the past. One of the balls get away from the catcher and then run score or runners advance on the bases well you don't you don't know like what's rule? the big deal it's one play it's so minute the chances of something like that happening it ever rarely happens and the game speeds up that's a solid chunk of time that goes away i rather it not there i agree but what do you what happens if golf forbid a team misses the playoffs by one game and during that one game in the season that they could have won they want to intentionally walk someone, you know, first and second. They want to walk the guy to first. The pitcher throws it away, run scores, they lose the game. But the and chances that, of that happening are so happen. rare. It's so rare. So you're oh. saying there's a chance. No, it's not enough, but it is so small. I, I, I don't understand. It's not a big deal. There's such a large uprise going against that they should put it back, that there should be four pitches to an intentional walk, and I can't see why. It's such a small thing. Why do people care? What is the whole big thing anyway? What are they trying to speed up the game? Right. The, the whole idea is that the younger crowd is not paying attention to the game as much. The millennials, my generation, uh, not so much yours, more mine, they don't pay attention to the game as much. But I don't know how much they're going to change. If you have a two-and-a-half-minute commercial in between each inning who the hell is going to want to stay around when there's so much other going on this is the busiest time of the year in sports there's baseball basketball and hockey going on and nba and hockey are in the prime of the season we're heading into playoffs yeah, or march first playoffs. we have the march madness right you on. got march madness this and there's so much going on and it never really ends in march it goes on into april towards opening day and, and especially with the playoffs in basketball and hockey, they're almost just as long as an NBA season. They go into late June for hockey and basketball, so that's almost three months of all baseball. So if you want these you know, people watching your game, they have to do definitely something to speed up the game. And I think the intentional walk's a good start. During the uh, collective bargaining agreement for uh, baseball this year, it, well, there was so much uh, worry about to get the financial situation correct that they didn't get to come across a lot of these small changes. And where I think the NFL succeeds a lot, they they make best possible changes that come to mind towards the situation, like the extra point when they move the back. Yeah, that turned out pretty good. I also think it turned out pretty good. Same way I think this intentional walk will go good. And Rob Manfred, the commissioner, was given the... MLBPA Player Association a little nod saying we'll get ready we're gonna make some changes here yeah that, what else do they have brewing because I think that that can't be the only thing that they have going I see one of the other changes being the warm up time for a relief pitcher because 
Yeah, you're out in a bullpen throwing X amount of pitches, and then you got to come out and throw more pitches. Like, guy, you're not ready. And but you got to get used to the mound when you get out there. It's two different mounds. Now you're in game. How do you expect the pitcher to just go raw one pitch off that mound? Maybe get two or three pitches just to settle in, get a quick feel. But to have a whole warm up session. Yeah, but I, they go to like you said with the commercial breaks. They go another two and a half minutes of warming up. Right. Two and a half minutes. That's probably almost twenty something pitches. Give them maybe five, ten the most, and get it get it moving. Even and, with the pitches in between innings. That's the problem that doesn't want to be seen is the long commercials. They all ignore that problem, and that takes that takes up a lot. You got nine innings in a game, which which is eighteen sets of commercials, eighteen times. What's eighteen times two and a half? Right, we got to be some mathematicians here. <laughs> uh, around forty something. All right, 40 and change, that, 40, uh, that's four, that's forty 46. something. That, that's forty plus minutes a, a game. That right there that cuts it. The MLB time they like to try to hit. I want to say the three-hour mark. That's where they want to try to keep the game at. That's where most little games go to in college and high school. And they think that's enough for the attention span. NBA games go fast. And a lot more people pay attention to that. They have the primetime deals. The NBA is flowing with cash at the moment with all these TV deals because people are paying attention. It's fast <coughs> pace. MLB is slow and old. They need to become different and make some changes. One will I seen. They said definitely not going to the major league level, but they're starting in the minors. An extra innings with starting a runner on second base. I, I drives me nuts. I don't think that's even a they close said to a good idea. Not as many people, you know, are at the games paying attention to minor league clubs, so they're just doing that to, you know, get the game moving along. It's a good experiment. I like that it's in the minor leagues. It shakes things up down there, and it's not totally affecting the game for them, the development of them. Which I think is a good place. And I think they should start more experiments in the minor leagues. They should try. Joe Girardi, uh, the New York Yankees manager, suggested radios like the NFL having the batter to hear the manager in the helmet. And I think that's a good idea. That saves a lot of time from stepping out of the box and staring down at the third base coach, first base coach. That's one thing that fucking irks me. With In between, you know, stepping out of the box to do your fucking batting gloves. You watch guys get in the plate. Like, especially take someone like Jeter. He's stepping out 10 times. I mean, he hasn't played in whatever year, but he steps out of the box and he's doing his gloves 15 fucking times. Some better step in without even their gloves tied on. Put your fucking gloves on. You don't got to switch them 15 times. It's not going to make you a better hitter. Step him to the box, stay in there, and fucking hit the ball. It's baseball. These guys getting out, mm. catcher calling timeout. Then the pitcher's taking too long, getting the signs from the catcher, so now the, pit, the batter steps out. They bet they batter has to look over to the dugout. The coach looks into the dugout. Now it's fucking retarded. But see, the problem with the MLB is it's hard to give a penalty. In the NFL, it's easy. You take away a timeout. That's the penalty. You you move them back five yards. In baseball, that's kind of weird. This, yeah, what are you gonna do? Give an automatic one-handed pitch underhand and have him just crack it? Right, like, right, or? yeah. Like there's no penalty for it. There's no fouling. No way you you could. Take advantage. There's no. It's so weird. Like there's no way. It's like to me. It's like New York public school, where you can't kick a kid out of the school because you gotta go. Where else is he gonna go to school? So you could do whatever you want. And like these guys, because they can step out of the box all the time. Because what are you gonna do? What are you gonna find them? They make all the money in the world. That's actually a good point. I think they should look into finding, you know, taking too long or whatever. Almost like a delay of game, delay of game penalty. What I think they should do is. 
Take away that the catch go visit the pitcher. Take away that the coaches go visit the pitcher. That or at least a minimum per game or... Right, hear me out. You give them three timeouts, like the NFL, or four timeouts. If there's some sort of infraction of a rule, you lose a timeout. Because there's no sense of penalty in the MLB, so you can't set any sort of rules to constitute time or a delay of game when you can't take anything away other than money it still doesn't affect the the game yeah sometimes you'll see in a game especially like a close game like we seen in the playoffs last year the pitcher will come in for one batter then the coach has to go out there take one out so some innings are lasting you know 20 to 30 minutes and sometimes they switch the pitcher by the hitter so you could have three different pitchers in one inning just to get just to get one specific out because the hitter had, they have a scouting report on the hitter that he can't hit a lefty or that it's lefty lefty Tell you one thing though, you know who's gonna need a lot of, you're gonna have a lot of trouble with a lot of pitches. Or excuse me, I'm gonna change that. Teams that are gonna have to use a lot of pitches is trying to get my boy Tebow out. Huh. Tebow so, is the real deal. He had nine it home is runs. Timo, in Tebow time in the majors. He's not making it to the majors. He's gonna be stuck in the minor leagues. He just for. Uh, he signed what a hundred hundred thousand dollar contract in September to sign with the Mets. Played the Arizona Fall League. Yeah, and the Mets already tripled that money. Are you kidding me? You know they're selling T-shirt jerseys and um, first day to field down in St. Lucie, Florida, whatever the Mets spring training place is. They're only selling Tebow, not David Wright, not any of the phenom pitchers: Syndergaard, Degrom, Mats, and Harvey. I'll tell you this right now, Tebow. I despise the Mets. Hate the Mets. When they fucking Mets win World Series last year. Oh, my God. Our young pitching mm-hmm. staff is so great. And when they go of this year. Of course, they shit the bed last year. and They uh, didn't they go- shit the bed. They had nothing but injuries. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? They shit the bed. Okay. They, they had nothing but injuries. From They went from four pitchers to one. To one. How yeah, and then dare they get you? And they, they still get made the best playoffs. pitcher this year. Bartolo Colon. How do you let that guy go? Yeah, I don't care how old he is. Oh, my God. Bartolo but anyway. Colon. Despise the Mets. If my man Tebow makes the big leagues, I said that would be the only Met jersey I would ever purchase. I mean, how could you not? I I have I still have the Tebow Jets one. I had to buy it when he joined the team. It's almost like the rarest thing you could have. It's like having Jesus jersey, man. I mean, odds are he probably doesn't make the big leagues, but just watching him on TV and the way he presents himself and the way he talks to the media, everyone's like, oh, he's not going to be able to ha- handle New York media. That guy that guy works miracles. I'm telling you. Listen, Jesus turned water into wine. Tebow turned water into Gatorade, baby. <laughs> he, he, makes, he makes magic happen in a locker room. Did you hear, did you hear what he said where, where they asked him what does he want out of this? All, all he says he wants in life is to brighten people's lives in their darkest hour. Oh my God! Yeah, how- I've seen something like how he, you know, even if he falls down face first, he's gonna get back up and keep going. Like he, the guy's just gonna keep trying as much as everyone's gonna talk about him, say he can't do this and can't do that. Anybody he's just else? Keep pushing. Anybody else? They would laugh at. I swear, anybody else? Oh, I'm sure there's plenty of people laughing at Tebow, but I don't think they're laughing as hard. I really just think because he he's not out for it. Like he doesn't want this publicity. He's not doing certain things so that the media pays attention to him. They're going to him. He just wants to chill and figure out this baseball thing. Gary Sheffield even said himself he had an MLB-like swing. Not that he could hit in the MLB, but that he had a swing, a natural, fluent swing like an MLB player. 
Yeah, but not to play, you know, baseball since high school and come back at the age of 29 and do what he's... I wouldn't say do what he's doing because we haven't really seen anything yet, but I really can't wait to see him, you know, get with the team and actually play in a spring training game. I'm surprised he didn't play in a college. Jameis Winston, he was a two-sport athlete in college. Yeah, in between fucking stealing uh, lobsters from the grocery market. It was crab legs, get it right, <laughs> and it was a Publix, and the guy told him he could come in and have them, so don't be putting my man Jameis that. But did you see what he said in the Tampa Elementary School? They brought him in so that he could speak. To the class, you know, give a motivational speak, and he told the young men to stand up and be strong. You must be strong. And he told the little girl sitting down that women need to be gentle and quiet. I can't believe he said that. And now he's, they're getting a lot of heat over it. You got a point, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. I don't want to enter that argument. But uh, finishing up with baseball, who uh, who do you like this year, and why? I like the Mets. It's hard not to. I think pitching's the bread and butter of the MLB. I think that's the best way you can win. It's the defense. They say defense wins Super Bowls. Pitching wins World Series. It's the best way to go. You could say all you want about the Chicago Cubs team who won last year. They still had two two of the top three pitchers on the, on the staff. And that's not even including Jake Arrieta. But and I think the Mets they have all their weapons back, even a couple backups in Gazelman and Lugo. I really see Harvey coming up big to have a contract year. He's only twenty eight years old. He's looking to cash in, and I really think he has an eighteen win season. Noah Syndergaard, Cy Young candidate, and I see the Mets taking it all the way. And I also see him going against the Red Sox, who are the Golden State Warriors of the MLB, as uh, Brian Cashman, the Yankees GM, says. They also have phenomenal pitching, picking up Chris Sale, cha- uh, trading Yo Makata for yeah, him. My man David Ortiz is gone now, so. Hey, they're hinting that he might come back. He, he's he been laying I subtle hits. Doubt, I wouldn't doubt it. He said his feet hurt. Maybe he's just skipping spring training. A guy like him, he still could probably swing and not even work out a couple weeks. They should just keep him on a roster, have him play home games, stay in Boston, the Boston area. I'm sure he has mm-hmm. probably a house there. And, uh,. You know, just play home games and just hit have hit every few games and, and keep them fresh for the playoffs. Who do you got in your World Series and winning? Uh, I know you probably won't like this, but I'm going to ride or die with them all year long. I don't ever stop. I'm going with the New York Yankees. <laughs> yeah, the Yankees have no shot. The Yankees... The- what, they, what they did last year at the trade deadline, getting rid of everything. I mean, since I've been younger and watching the Yankees... They've been all in every year. You know, they're the team that make the big... Oh, who right. are the Yankees picking right. up this year? I agree with you. That's that's going to be their downfall, that they're going to be pressured to go all in. They have a number one prospect in Gleyber Torres who, who will not see the MLB probably until the latter part of the season. The problem is, if the Yankees are in contention, they're right there on, on the bicuspids of the wild card, and they can win it if they just need, let's say, a starting arm, a good arm, whoever's having a hot year that's not a... Hot commodity. I could see someone like Sonny Gray from the A's getting traded to the Yankees, who's a great American League pitcher. And the Yankees, the problem is that I could see them trading Glaber Torres or maybe another prospect like Justice Sheffield or a uh, Jose uh, Mateo. And you don't want to get rid of those people. You want to keep them, stay, stay, stick with the future for the Yankees. Don't try to jump and think World Series. It'll just Stick with what you have and hope for the best. Well, what I wanted to touch on, like last year, after watching what they did at the deadline and get rid of all their pieces, trading people away, I mean, i never seen that. Like I said, they were always a big team to make the splash. And uh, 
go get some a big name at the deadline. But to give up what they gave up, they got all these prospects now, and still were I think in September almost like three games out, maybe yeah. two and a half games out in September. And not even the wild card. I was the first place. Yeah, they still had a chance at the division. I thought they were gonna pull it off, but then like it looked like Girardi almost like you know took his foot off the pedal and. They pretty much co- coasted the rest of the year and lost. Bullshit they got games. swept by the Sox. That that's really put, yeah, that was a big put it in. But the season. the Red Sox were a hot team towards the end of the season. They had phenomenal hit, and the Yankees had no pitching, and they were playing in the house of pain of Fenway. But still, to see them do what they did at the deadline, just you know, unleash everything. It gives you starry eyes. A Rod Taya, you know, and and Mill is gone. Yeah, and then for them to come back. They re-signed Chapman after they let him go and got all his prospects. All right, uh, let me let me let me shoot you this. They got all these prospects and they won that Cubs trade. They got they rolled his Chapman back in the end, and he was worth trading. Under over on Yankees, they got eighty three and a half games. Are you taking the under the over? They're winning the World Series, so of course I have them on the mm-hmm. over. I got I, I I that's a hard one. I think that's where they win at. I think that's where they stay around eighty three wins. They got that one on the nose for me. All right, so you're taking the over the under eighty three wins. I'm for taking the game. under. I'm taking under. Uh, All right, but it's a close one. All right, since so we're in New York, September or beginning of October, whenever the season ends, when they're under, where are we going for dinner? Because the Yankees in a coaster over that. <laughs> I'll tell you what, if the Yankees win a division title, I'm saying division title. Or I'll give you a division title, or if they win a pennant, I'll buy you Peter Lugas. <laughs> Me and you, a steak for two, a little mashed potatoes on the side, maybe get the bacon. Mm, I could taste it now. Well, you uh, wouldn't want to taste because then he'll be breaking your pockets. <laughs> hey, it's still worth it. I still get to eat it. All right, since we're staying in New York, what about the New York Mets? 89 and a half, under, over. I'm going to have to probably say over, just with that pigeon staff alone. If they could stay healthy... They should win them, you know, Health. majority, 75% of their games just with that pitching alone. David Wright just went down again with the impingement shoulder. I think his ass should just retire already and help the Mets save some money. Yeah, if they can get a couple more weapons and score a few runs and that pitching, pitching staff stay healthy, they should uh, definitely cover that. Uh, as long as they're not as bad as the Knicks, who just can't seem to find anything through this Charles Oakley fiasco or trying to tra- trade Carmelo Anthony... They're another, they're another struggling New York team who hasn't been in the limelight lately. And I would like to see them make some trades towards that deadline. And they didn't trade anything. No anything. pieces yesterday. They just got rid of, uh, what the hell is his name? Jennings, Brandon Jennings. Yeah, they, they, uh, waved they him. I mean, I, I know Phil Jackson won 11 titles as NBA coach. But what is he doing as he the president coaching. of the New York Knicks? He ain't coaching. He came here as a president and tried to install his, his triangle offense. Never worked. I think they're on their fucking 37th coach. Right, yeah, and he's another puppet again. What is it? Are we just going to keep letting Phil Jackson go until the right puppet comes along? He's not a good puppeteer. He needs to be the puppet himself and go out there and coach. And I just don't see the big deal. What I really think it comes down to is that he just wants to make the money off the contract. I think he's making somewhere north of 20 mil. I think it's 24 million. Yeah, and I don't know if it was his dream job. I mean, he used to play for the Knicks, but... Won a championship with them. I think yeah. he won two. Somewhere one Back or two. Back in the 70s, but then, you know, out in L.A., his his wife was there. If he they stayed broke out up. There, yeah, broke I know up. what I'm saying. He moved to the East Coast. They break up, and now 
Magic Johnson gets the job that he probably could have had in L.A. So right. he loses his wife, probably lost the job that he wanted. Now he's stuck here in New, New York looking like a schmuck. No I don't moves. know why he just doesn't coach now. I'd rather him just coach. And, and with all these negative things coming towards his life, why don't you just coach now? You have all the free time in the world. You got all those surgeries done with your hip and your knees. Get your lazy ass out there. Throw the 11 rings away and prove to me that you can coach. You know what's sad though? I mean, beginning of the year, where I thought actually, like, I watch a Nick game here and there. Unfortunately, I can't even believe I said that, but yes, I do watch a Nick game. <laughs> but even so, when they signed Derrick Rose and uh, Joe Kim Noah and Ch- Brandon Jennings and <clears throat> all the other pieces they signed this year, on paper, they actually look like a good team. Oh, on paper, they're phenomenal. In like, 2K, I'm like, they're like a 90 rating. I like you look at them and like, oh wow, you know they actually they should make the playoffs this year. Now you look at it, I think they're like four or five games out of the eight eight spot. And now, now you're just begging for them to lose. You want to see them get someone in the draft like Lonzo Ball, tap into the Ball family, and they they're gonna be big big stuff in the NBA. The dad uh, of the father of Lonzo and Lamelo Ball, who's in high school, Lonzo and UCLA. They're saying that. They're, his sons could be better than Steph Curry. That's a big claim and a lot of pressure to put on your son. Neither of them have even seen real competition yet. Yeah. To me, I don't know. Big names that are in college don't seem to make it in the NBA. Look at the Sixers. They they had like one of the top picks the last few years. Now another one went down today with you know injury and out for the season. Their first round pick, I think the last two years, hasn't even played yet. That's why I don't know why people give such a knock on LeBron James. LeBron James was destined to be the player that he is from the age 13. From from AAU and throughout high school, he had all this pressure. And he's the only one that had succeeded through that constant stardom that started at a young age. That attention and potential that needed to be filled. He's the only one that's been consistent throughout. Well, yeah, I don't see this guy you know coming out oh my son's gonna be better than Steph Curry I watched the highlights of his other son Lamelo, Lamelo, playing high school the kid never even went past half court never got back on defense his team I guess if the other team scored or got the rebound whatever it was and they just threw it down court no wonder why he scored 92 points in the game he never played one ounce of defense listen I heard this great theory and with the NBA the, uh, the, the Sacramento Kings GM just traded DeMarcus Cousins to the New Orleans. He's one of those outside-the-box thinkers. That's probably why he did such a shitty trade for him. I like the He had an idea of four men play defense and one be a cherry picker. Why can't stuff like that work? I would love to see that, I, the crazy stuff like that. Because you have five guys and someone's going to be open. My guy, you have four in a zone. You spread them out. One, one, two, a two on the top and two at the bottom and go wide. And you pay attention to the ball and have quick guys. That could work. And you have a tallest dude. Right. If you have someone like Kristaps Porzingis as your center who's quick and tall, he could play that kind of position and be able to chuck it down to the guy cherry-picking on the other end. So now what happens if you play a team like that and you have, you're playing the Warriors and you have Curry, Durant, and Thompson and you could all just sit behind an arc and crush three-pointers? You're gonna right, give, you're gonna I, get you're gonna let a team shoot a three every single time. I'm still Why, uncontested I'm, three. I'm staying wide. I'm staying wide. The jump shot will be covered. The jump shot will be covered, and they would want to have someone stay a little back too. They'll be a little bit hesitant to clog the middle because I got the dude standing on the other side of the court. 
I don't know about that. I don't even think if you have a full LeBron James plan. It's a foolproof plan. plan. <laughs> foolproof plan. The, I, I don't know why the Knicks start doing it. Maybe they win a couple of games towards the end of all this. We'll tweet out at the Knicks to play uh, play the Anthony Laporta defense. Have four guys and one guy hanging. Uh, it's worth a try. They can't, they can't play yeah, defense can't the worse. way they Yeah, honestly. I'd say, honestly. too, they, they lost the other night. I mean, I thought it was great defense from Derrick Rose. They had a foul to give. They don't foul. And let the Rosen take the shot and win it for uh, Toronto. But it's like they're in every game and just find a way to lose somehow. I just don't know what it is. It's a curse with the Knicks. That jersey weighs heavier than any other NBA jersey. And no one's able to step up to the task. And I would say, like I said, on paper they look good. And just, I think it was like three years ago, like, you know, they beat, I think the Celtics it was in the playoffs, went to the second round. Like, they had a decent squad when they had JR. Right. Uh, Shump. Shump, yeah. No, Novak, when they, you know, they brought... I love Steve the, Novak. Yeah, the he big was three awesome. point wave where they just went wild every time shooting threes and three to the dome and back. Ray Felton on the point guard. Yeah, and it's just like, you know, from there and all of a sudden to nothing. And it's just like Well, a lot of people like to blame Carmelo. And I have to too. If he's gonna be your lead dog, the example that you have to follow, that superstar, and he doesn't want to play defense, how how are they gonna convince you to play defense? It shows you that we're about offense. That to look like the way Melo looks, that's the example you want to follow and the look you want because it's all you're seeing, and that kind of attention you will follow that example, and it's hard. It's hard to win in the NBA with all with all the talent in the wild wild west, and especially in. Golden State and everyone in the East going to going to Cleveland for LeBron, it's hard to even win. It's disgusting too when they hear what how he needed a player. They just Cleveland just picked up uh, Williams and Bogut. Yeah, Andrew Bogut. Last year in the finals, LeBron and Bogut get into it, not their teammates. But just to cry, I need playmakers. <laughs> if you're the best person in the league. You need to prove you're the best. Per- I mean, you don't. He don't have to prove he is the best basketball right. player in the world. But just to come out and say, I need a playmaker. Just man the hell up and do what you got to do, and that's that. It, it, he he got salty when Steph Curry won the MVP last year because he said they should change the definition of most valuable. Because if, in a sense, if you took LeBron off Cleveland, I don't. I think they maybe make a seven seven six seed. If Kyrie has an MVP season, well, I think without LeBron this year, I think they're zero and four. Yeah, zero and four, zero five around that mark. I know they lost again the other night. He don't play against his best pal Dwayne Wade. Chicago came into town and he sits out. Did you see how Dwayne Wade got robbed of his uh, triple double? Oh my gosh, I couldn't believe that. Rebound his hand, his teammate knocked it out of him. He don't get it, and next thing you know. He falls short of rebound, short of a triple double. And that seems to be the trend in the NBA this year. To get a triple double, it seems to be the thing. I felt like about a year, about two years ago, it was you know who could get the most threes. You know, go back a little further, it was about who could have the prettiest dunk. Uh, even posterizing was a thing to get in someone. Oh, lob, oh, when Lob City, Lob came City, about. Lo, Al in South Beach and in L.A. That was a thing. Yeah, so triple double seems to be the trend this year. James Harden and Russell Westbrook leading. Westbrook, those. I think, had his thirtieth last night. And yeah. He has, Michael Jordan had 28 in his whole career. This guy has 30 in one season. It's nuts. He needs now he's Spe- playing. Speaking of MVP, if he don't win it this year, I don't know how do you don't give it to him. Well, if, I could see it him going or to Harden. Harden, yes, but like I, I'm hearing on the radio that they're gonna give it to 
someone on the Warriors because they're the best team. That blows. No, because then I agree. Then I, for the first time in my life, I agree with LeBron James that they need to change the definition of who had the best season, not who's most valuable. Because I, I, I have to say, ten out of ten times, LeBron is the most valuable. But Russell makes that that same case LeBron makes for his team. He took Russell off, go um, Oklahoma. Yeah, they, I think if you useless. take Russell, yeah, they, they don't probably even, don't. Even, they're probably worse than the Nets. Probably don't even sniff the. <laughs> they probably don't even sniff the playoffs. The Nets, let me tell you, they're making some big moves. Sean Marks, the new GM, who was assistant out in San Antonio, he's become real big, big uh, honcho in Brooklyn. He's making some big trades to get the first round picks that they all wasted on to get Garnett, Pierce, and Terry from uh, Boston. And I would like to see another New York team do good. The fucking Knicks aren't doing anything. Yeah, you know it's crazy? And the Knicks, as, as bad as they suck, I don't want to say suck, it's just more like, just as much as they are an embarrassment with the whole James Dolan thing and Oakley and how you know, Melo getting traded, not getting traded, trading Derrick Rose, not making any moves, Phil Jackson. They're the number one franchise in the NBA. Yeah, the Forbes rated them number one. If you go to a game at the Garden, it is packed out. All no. the time. More Knicks fans were at the Nets game uh, than the Nets fans were this year when they played each other in Barclays. Yeah, it's crazy. They're going to be out. Like, how do they not? And nobody wants to come here and play. They should be able to, you know, have a huge, uh, a huge big-name player to come out and come play on a team. They should have a show on the court, not the other yeah. team. They should be hosting the show, not, not bringing the show in. Yeah, the Knicks should definitely have a team like the Cleveland Cavs. Or Golden State where a bunch of big name players. Gotta go through the draft, man. Gotta start with the draft. Well, <clears throat> speaking of drafts, NFL drafts coming up soon. We'll touch base with that uh, next week. But that's all the time we had today for today's show. We'd like to hear your thoughts and everything. So check us out on Twitter. We're at Washed Up Pod. Also our iTunes. Check us out on the pod- podcast on iTunes. Search Washed Up Never Was. And subscribe, leave a comment, give us your thoughts. We're looking for calls for our next show, so check us out, leave us a comment. Email us if you want to be a caller, we'll get you in. You don't even have to use your name. Sean Abel, I know you're out there and you want to be a caller. You're more than welcome to, we'll keep your identity secret. You could always be anonymous, this ain't the sex hotline either. Thanks for tuning in, we'll see you guys next week.